0: This is Feed, Play, Love, a podcast especially for the parents and carers of small children. I'm your host, Siobhan Hunt. Over the years, I've spoken to some really interesting people about parenting, and this next interview is one from our collection. I hope you enjoy it. Over the last four weeks, we've been looking at the basics of autism, what it is, what it means to be on the spectrum, and how to get the right help. Early intervention is the key to improved quality of life for children with autism. But as we've seen, finding out your child is on the spectrum can be confronting and challenging. Today, we're calling our final instalment, The Future's Bright, because it can be. Amy Nosworthy's daughter, Riley, was diagnosed with autism early at two and a half, and she's seen a marked improvement over the time that Riley's been treated. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm well, thanks, Siobhan. How are you? Good, thank you. Now, Riley was diagnosed at two and a half, which is quite young. When did you start to notice that she was a little bit different?
1: Yeah, it probably was around the age of two. Um, I had not long brought my son Lincoln home from hospital. Um, You know, they're quite quite close in age, obviously. Um, And there was a lot of things that we sort of noticed. Uh, The first thing was her speech, so she was quite delayed um, in the speech for for a child of her age. Um, You know, she was such a happy little girl that, you know, you wouldn't think that there was anything wrong with her. She was always smiling. Um, everyone that ever met her would just say how happy and smiley she was but she was the most hyperactive child you know you could ever meet she'd basically be climbing the walls Um, there was just a few little things that um, that I guess first sparked our attention and it was things like attending birthday parties of of young children her age and she it's almost like she couldn't she couldn't see the kids or or the toys or the cake Um, she was more fixated on light switches so she would for three hours that that were at the party she would spend three hours turning light switches on and off you know opening and shutting doors constantly it was just these little little things like that 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 made us sort of think that there might have been something else going on you know even just um not being able to cut her hair or, or brush her hair or she wouldn't wear certain clothing couldn't cope with swimming lessons or dance classes it was just you know these everyday simple tasks were just a nightmare for her
0: your experience getting a diagnosis was quite straightforward, wasn't it?
1: It was. So we, we did have to rule out a few other things. So we went to a paediatrician who did rule out some genetic conditions. So that took about six months only due to the, the fact of you know, how long it takes to, to do genetic testings. But then we were given a diagnosis straight after that. So it was at age two and a half that she received that diagnosis.
0: What was that like as a parent getting that diagnosis?
1: Oh, it was it was great in a way. Um, I mean, it obviously opens up um, funding, so you can you know get the the help that she needs. You know, it is also a really hard time too because you finally, you know, your your child gets labelled with something that you know could potentially haunt them for the rest of their life. Um, but I think you know being able to to get the diagnosis, which is so hard for a lot of families, it does mean that. You know, it opens up, you know, so much therapies and things that will assist your child going forward.
0: What kind of help did Riley get to begin with?
1: Yeah, so we actually got assistance from a lot of not-for-profit organisations. So, you know, a lot of a lot of them came into our home and and really basic services they offered, but it was what we needed. So they would really just, you know, explain what autism is for a starters, and then actually explain all the different services that would benefit and not just give you details, i would go away and, and put your name down on the wait list and really make all those important calls, um, which is just, you know, it was a, an absolute godsend at that time because it can be so difficult with what you're dealing with in everyday life to then actually get the time to, to make all those important phone calls. So, you know, then we, after, you know, going through all of all of that, we, we Riley attended some early intervention preschool settings and she undertook speech therapy and occupational therapy, um, had some psychology sessions and sort of... Um, um, finding our path and, and what would sort of um, be the most successful for us for the future.
0: To begin with, was it was the therapy almost every day? How often were you taking her when she was? So just to be clear, she's she was two and a half when she was diagnosed. She's five and a half now. What was it like when she was two and a half? Was it much more frequent?
1: Yes, it was. It was very frequent Um, in fact I had to actually quit my job that I was working three days a week just to to attend all of those um, therapy sessions so you know obviously a baby with us as well Uh, Lincoln got dragged along to all of these therapy sessions Um, it was probably a good three or more sessions a week Um, and then obviously just with Um, everything you do at home as well you obviously do a lot of home-based therapy from what you learn from the the sessions that you go to Um, so it felt like our whole life was one big therapy session actually
0: (laughs) you say that the early intervention has made a big difference with Riley in what ways
1: Uh, she's actually amazing us daily now Uh, I mean all the things that she couldn't do You know, when she was two and a half, she's just like a completely different child. She now loves attending the birthday parties and she enjoys the joy of Christmas Day where, you know, Christmas Day used to be the hardest day of the year for her. She's now a little chatterbox and she's reading, you know, one year ahead of her age, Um, Just all these things that we just never think would happen as quickly as they have. Um, Even last week, she got her first ever haircut at age five, but (laughs) it's been something we've been trying to achieve for years, obviously. So she had really long
0: hair and now it's short.
1: That's right. (laughs) And it was funny Then the day after she got her haircut, she wanted it done again. So it's obviously a breakthrough with her and now she loves it.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's Fantastic.
1: And even just, I mean, ballet was something that I always wanted her to do and I thought that, you know, as a mum, you sort of picture what your life would be like when you've got a daughter and you'd love to take her to ballet lessons and she was never able to do that when she was younger. It was just too much for her. Um, but now she's she started this year and, you know, watching her, she's got a smile from ear to ear as she dances gracefully in her ballet lessons and it's just beautiful and heartwarming to watch as a parent.
0: If you could go back, and visit yourself when Riley was first diagnosed with autism. What would you tell yourself?
1: Look, I, I would tell myself that you know, be prepared for a, a long, hard road, but also to enjoy the ride. I mean, you do learn to appreciate the little things in life, and you marvel at all these little milestones that they do take. You know, and just, to, I guess, to have faith that everything will get easier. That you know, you and your child will will both find a way to, to cope better with with the struggles that they face in life. And then just to enjoy the strengths, like the new strengths in your character, like you'll learn more patience and compassion and and you'll be a wealth of knowledge on autism. Um, It feels great to to, to know that, you know, whilst autism can be so hard, there's been a lot of positives that I've taken away from it as well.
0: And what would you like other people to know about your experience?
1: Look, I think um, it is very hard um, with when we have a young child it's very isolating and and there's a lot of judgment I guess placed on you um, anywhere you go whether it's you know a, a supermarket or um, play groups and things like that I think people look at you as that you have a, a child that's undisciplined um, because they they could be having a meltdown and it would be great to know for other people to know the public to know that not all disabilities can be seen so you know if you do see a child screaming in the supermarket don't automatically assume that it's a spoiled or undisciplined child you know you just you should offer your help and or just a kind and understanding smile like you just never know I guess what other people are are facing and, and what their challenges are
0: Amy thank you so much for speaking with us on Kindling Conversation
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: That was Amy Nosworthy. Her daughter, Riley, was diagnosed with autism at two and a half and she's seen a marked improvement over the time that Riley's been treated. She's now five and a half and the future is looking bright for Riley. Amy, what are your thoughts about the future now with your daughter?
1: Look, I just don't have any worries anymore. If you were to ask me, you know, three years ago, I would have been worried about every part of her life, whether she'll ever live a normal um, day-to-day living you know whether she'll be able to hold a job all of those things it was something that scared me to death and now I just don't have those worries anymore the way she's progressed over the last three years I still feel that she's continued to progress and and I just don't have those concerns anymore I'm sure there's still a few things that we have to work through daily and there is a few social issues that she'll probably continue to have for the rest of her life but not the way that I used to worry when she was two and a half.
0: Amy, thank you so much for your time. Not a problem. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.